We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Hey guys, Andrew Claudio here with part two of our trade deadline live stream. Obviously, or hopefully you've heard part one, which is available to listen to on the podcast feed. Uh, If you haven't yet, head on over to listen to it, put it right above this. You get to hear our reaction leading up to the the three o'clock deadline, our reaction to the Kristaps Porzingis trade and what that uh, might mean for the Dallas Mavericks. We did some talk about the the James Harden, Ben Simmons trade that went down earlier today, but here an hour or two, you're going to get to hear our reaction and where the franchise goes from here and what we hope happens down the stretch and our fears well, that those hopes will not be realized or any type of thing like that will happen with the, the kids playing or some changes to the rotation, all that and more. Hopefully this is therapeutic for you as it was for us. Uh, we were just, we're in the same boat with you guys. We're just as frustrated that this, this deadline didn't go the way we wanted it to. And that this season hasn't gone the way we wanted it to, but thank you for listening. We greatly appreciate it. If you dig the show and really want to show your appreciation, head on over to iTunes, drop a five-star rating and a review. You can check out the video version of this on YouTube. It's the two hour live stream that we did earlier today. And without further ado, here's part two of our trade deadline live stream. Three o'clock. I just, like I got nothing. They did nothing. Well, you know who else has nothing? 
Hold up. The New York Rose. Oh, the Celtics are trading Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder for Daniel Daniel Tice. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. Why? Wow, that is a good question. Richardson and they traded Schroeder. Yeah, but why why Schroeder that's, for I guess they really the didn't thing. want Schroeder. Well, also from Houston's perspective, right? Like what what exactly are you doing? Like Schroeder, like you'd think Schroeder makes you a little bit better. A little yeah. bit, not a ton, but a little bit enough where if you're in the race to tank, why you wouldn't necessarily do that, right? Like, couldn't you just have DJ Augustine That's just or a confusing Kevin trait. Porter Jr. be the guy to, yeah. to run your offense? It, yeah. I don't, maybe there's another piece to this. It just doesn't make a ton of sense to me from Houston's perspective. It's a, but, this is odd. Yeah. This is odd. Especially for a team that, I guess we've been tracking lately, is on the rise. Boston's won seven, six or seven in a row. And they have the best net rating in the Eastern Conference, and they're kind of blowing up their bench. Well, well I get, I understand the yeah. trading for Schroeder. Um, it's more, and I, I guess, I guess I understand Tice as well. They really have been starved for good backup bigs, but mm-hmm. Boston sending. I, it's, okay. yeah, it's just yeah, more same thing. thing. Same thing. Interesting. I, yeah, I don't really. It's it, interesting is the right word for it. I don't really get it. Um, okay. Uh, make sure I didn't miss anything here. Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. If I missed anything, let me know, Andrew. I'm pretty sure I just, it's just the two that just came in. Greg film stuff. What's going on, Greg? Always good to hear from you. Um, not mad at New York standing pat, especially hearing that RJ's in a walking boot, which frees up reddish minutes, but Tibbs in the front office needs to get on the same page. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, there were those reports out there, uh, that they may not be as, uh, as much on the same page. Does here is a good question. Does today's inaction it could this be seen as like a not a win for Tibbs, but I don't know that he that they're not trading these that vets for nothing. Maybe I don't think so. Like that, I don't think it's a win for Tibbs because now he's still stuck in the same spot he was before, which is juggling rotation pieces and not playing the younger guys. And so you've got one section Mm. of people which is primarily like a very small group that is probably saying like, no, just keep pushing. You can, you can get there, keep trying it. And you've got a lot more people who are saying just please, for the love of God, let's, let's turn a new leaf to the next year. Let's just sim to the end of this season if we can. (laughs) And like, let's just do what we can to make sim. I like seeing the kids play. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But, but I'm saying it's just like, if they're not going to just, just throw the season in the garbage. They better. They better. Um, because you keep losing, and then you're going to play, play these same guys. Well, and right. we'll have the we'll have the conversation shortly about you know. Um. Okay. Jeremy Grant remains with the Detroit Pistons as the NBA trade deadline ends. We're at 13 Grant, minutes now. By the way, Robert Randolph, Grant, <laughs> Grant, and Robert Randolph, Grant, and the Pistons have comfortability with each other moving forward. Okay. Um. And Jersey own Jer- Jersey's hold on where to go. Jersey's own. Hope we don't play the old heads for the next twenty seven. I don't want them to play the old heads for the like again. I, to me, at this point, Ooh. whoa, white and it's freedom and Bruno Fernando are in the deal. So, oh man, and it's and it's freedom, freedom gets to, to hang out with Ted Cruz. That's now. the thing. He's going to Texas. It might Good actually be him. the best thing for him. Yeah, <laughs> he might actually make the CPAC tournament oh, or, uh, conference. Oh wow. There we go. No, he's scheduled to you speak. Know, I've, I've, he's I've supposed worked, to be there. I've covered CPAC before when it was in DC. Shout mm-hmm. out my alma mater. Yeah. Very left-leaning alma mater. Yes, my very right. left-leading mm-hmm. alma mater. Yeah. Um 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't want to see the, the old heads for 27. I, I I'll, I'll take, I'll take a few more games of them, maybe of them, but at some point, you know, um, got to move on. Zach Smith. What's going on, Zach? Keep your heads up guys. Appreciate all that you've done and keep doing. Mm. Thank you. We appreciate that. Um, Nick's are still better than we were prior to Tibbs and Leon. We are on the up. Look, you know, we believe that. I'm not sure that that's going to be a popular sentiment amongst uh, much of the fan base. Um, uh, There's a spin for it, though. There are more people that I think are going to be on this team when they're good than there are than there were in 2019. Sure. 100%. Also, like, I think we talked about this last week, John. We're now arguing about or upset about basketball things. We're not upset about culture things. I'm not worried about if Dolan's going to ban a fan. I'm not worried about if they're going to escort a lifelong legend. I'm not worried about who we're going to get in the offseason. I'm reading every rumor and alert. No no Lakers trades, by the way. Mm -hmm. So the Lakers are done. I'm just saying they probably took a gigantic step forward last year and took one step back, but they're still side like it's a side it's a side to side move progress isn't progress isn't linear so you can have a sidestep year which has been frustrating but the future is still bright i believe whereas today is not the day the one you want to say that or want to hear that but the the future is still basketball which is frustrating today sucks yeah, yeah today sucks. sucks. And you know what? I don't usually advocate for this because I don't think that there's really anything that needs to be said. I think the decisions often speak for themselves. It would be nice. It would be nice if today we heard from Leon Rose. Yes, 100%. If Jeremy. we had some sort of like right now, right? I'm looking at this and I feel directionless. And I don't mean for this to, to come off as vain. But I feel like if I don't totally understand the direction that a lot of other people are going to be confused. And I just I think that it would be a really good gesture if there was accountability just for today of saying, you know, like, this is what we tried. Give me your questions. But it's it's like it's unlikely to happen because of just the way that media requests work with this team. And I think that that's the other thing. When things go well, you don't really need to hear from these guys. When things don't go the way you want you'd like to hear. And today I'd like to hear it. We'll get through this day. It'll be fine. Hopefully we see the necessary changes, but you know, if there's no action, at least let there be words. They, I'm not going to say they needed to do something, but they might've, it's not a bad look or sorry. It's not a good good look. look. It's not a good look. They listen, they, they brought new ingredients into the kitchen and then they failed to take out the old ones. That's not good. It's just not. Uh, again, it's it's nothing disastrous, but we can't just say nothing disastrous is fine. You no, have to no, also that, take that, a step forward. Right now, it's just it's yeah. moving side to side. Uh, Woj just reported it officially. What? No deals for Knicks. Sources yeah. tell ESPN. So there it is, is official. Did they did nothing. No deals at the deadline. There you go. Okay then. Well. All right. Uh, Shall we read our next comment? Go ahead. Hush Zoo. Well, cheers to y'all. Another half of Knicks basketball. Cam DMPs. A week of Knicks Twitter on fire. Tibbs playing the Vets 40 minutes a game. Going to wait for Beggs to say the Knicks front office like where the team is at. I mean, look, they could say whatever the fuck they want. Uh, the team is not in a good place. Um, They're easy fixes. Know. Just down the stretch. couple things they can do. 
really uh, yeah. not that hard. But the team is not in a good place, and they don't no. like where they at. And you know, you know how we know <laughs> they don't like where they're at <laughs> because they tried to trade everybody. <laughs> All roster um, available. Yeah, Jason M. Do you guys think Tibbs blocked a Burks trade? No, I don't. No. Block the Burks trade. I think Leon, Leon Rose is scared of Tibbs. How does the Cam trade look now? Total failure by the front office. I mean, you can't say the Cam trade's a failure until you. I, I well, you know what? I'll say this: the fact that they were shopping him, unless, uh, what the Berman tweet? Yeah. According to a source, Kemba Walker is safe for now, as the Knicks don't make a trade. Kemba, the Knicks have one roster spot still open because they didn't resign Ryan Archidiacono and can be a player in the buyout market. Well, that's not what anybody fucking wants to hear. Um, I think Ryan Archidiacono wants to hear it. If he even makes it to this team <laughs> again, but um, um, yeah. Uh, the fact that they shopped cam and it sounds like, I mean, it's like the fact that they shopped cam in and of itself, I do think is, Maybe not an indictment on the trade, but it is certainly worrisome. And it is worrisome from the perspective of like, you saw enough of the guy. Like, again, the, there's no question about his talent. Atlanta said it on the way out. Like, you know, the coach was like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's Paul George in a couple of years. So you that means to me that you you maybe didn't do enough intel on Cam Reddish, the person, Cam Reddish's priorities. Cam Reddish, like how he goes about his business. Cam Reddish, the practice player, especially since you have a coach who repeatedly says practice, practice, practice. It's all about practice. Um, so, yeah, that's concerning. I am not willing to say that the trade is a failure yet. May wind up being a failure. I'm not going to say that yet. Here's my question. How would you have felt if the Cam Reddish trade weren't done when it was, but instead were executed today? Well, that, but that'd be different. It would be different. That's, but that's also my point. Oh, I'd be, I'd be fine with it. But right, so the Knicks did hey. make a trade. I'm not, I'm not excusing it. This is not an excuse. I, I'm just saying that the the reason why things feel worse. Yes, you brought in Cam Reddish. You didn't clear anyone out. But it's also like, look at what we've seen these last few weeks, where you brought Cam Reddish in and you've done nothing with him. And I think that you could argue the Knicks shot themselves in the foot a bit by bringing in Cam Reddish now. Uh, then if they had done it now, then you could maybe sell yourself on like, okay, well that's less time. Cause Kevin Knox wasn't going to do anything. It was just a matter of time. And if the Lakers were only offering two second round picks, then you wonder what's the urgency. I, I'm just putting it out there as like, maybe we would be thinking about it differently. If that trade lined up now yeah, be, versus yeah, when it sure. actually did. But the only that, caveat, the only caveat being like you said, Jeremy, that they didn't clear a spot for him, but if not, like if we see Cam in the starting lineup or Cam play 30 minutes tonight, then that's okay. Like trade deadline passed. We tried to fit our spot for him. We couldn't. He's I'll not give, part of the rotation. I, yeah. here, here's what here's what I was like. Like <laughs> the, I, I'll say the trade deadline gets an incomplete for now, but an incomplete like so the way it works in like in school is like if you get an incomplete, it means you really have turned in nothing and you may be able to change that incomplete to a grade. It's not going to be a good grade. So like the best that they could get, the best grade they could get for like this season as a whole is going to be like a C plus or a C minus or C. Um, the season yeah. itself, again, it all depends on 
what the last bit is in terms of the young players. If the season then turns into something really I mean, great in the lottery, if these and the draft come to out, me, it's still a bad season, but you at least had a great draft that like, that's kind of, but you have to get one to get to the other. So I'm not, I'm not going to count it. Look, if the, if the, if the draft, you know, we'll see. Um, Dan Hidalgo, um, Leon Rose won't make bad moves, but is he trigger shy? I, again, they, they don't take risks. That's very clear by now. If, if this front office has a, if you could characterize them as something, you can characterize them as, as risk averse. They, no, they take um, risks. They're just calculated risks. Like Cam Reddish is a risk. Very like, calculated They felt risk. it's worth that first round pick. There will come a time where, you know, Leon Rose has to make a move. It's, at, it's like, when is that time right? Look at the Pelicans. They, David Griffin traded for CJ McCollum. And a lot, I know Knicks fans, there were some who wanted CJ McCollum. His numbers, they're actually Damn. pretty good. Yeah. And the thing about David Griffin is he needed to make that trade because if he didn't and the Pelicans didn't do well and take a step forward, he's probably going to be out of a job. I mean, this is what his third coach that he's been on. Um, like there has to be progress there, even without Zion. There was more urgency for other teams. That's the only difference. They do take um, risks. Josh B says, I can't watch this roster for the next few months. I don't blame you if it's the roster that we've seen. I mean, again, if, if Kemba and he's going, Kemba is going to start tonight. I can just tell you that right now. It's going to be painful. Hush zoo. Perrin makes the front office look good. Change my mind. Um, I can't. Uh, he's the only proven commodity in there because, well, no, Brock Aller is a proven commodity. But again, Brock Aller is not a talent evaluator. Uh-huh. Brock Aller is a numbers guy and Brock Aller is able to work with, he's able to, he's able to make magic happen on the margins. Um, but you Brock Aller can't, you know, it's the talent guys in the room. Theoretically are Scott Perry, Leon Rose and worldwide West. And I've, I mean, anybody who's watched me before knows that I have absolutely zero faith in Scott Perry as a high level basketball executive. Um, I've never, I've never beat around that bush. Um, and look, they brought in a guy in, in um, Rosas now. Was very highly thought of for a long time. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Lunas Emirat might lose my mind if two plus vets aren't shut down soon. Again, very fair. Yeah. Matt 357. Uh, thank you for the contribution. Daniel Shapiro. Sorry, one thing. Yes. I've, I've got news for you. If, if you're looking for the vets to get shut down, there's one that's coming back in Derrick yeah. Rose and Derrick Rose needs to play, which is good for other players who are, you know, but at the same time, it crowds the rotation even more. Like Derrick Rose is going to help players like Emmanuel quickly, Obi Toppin, hopefully Cam Reddish as well. But then you're going to see an opportunity cost <clears> for some of these other guys. So like, are you shutting you down? Imagine, Evan Fournier? I don't think you are. If he's healthy. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if Rose came back? And by the Same. time he came back, Walker was still starting and Rose was backing him up and quickly there it is. got like a DMP. Mm-hmm. I the think if that, that happened, night. if that happened, then Worldwide West would like tomahawk tips. Like he might actually just end him if he starts getting DMPs. And I wouldn't blame him. I'd yeah, bail him out of jail. Um, <laughs> we would Dan fundraise. Just- <laughs> we would fundraise bail. That night to goes to Worldwide West's bail. Yeah. yeah. Um, is God. I, I'm just. I'm, here's the only West. thing I, I'm wondering. I'm not. 
I don't, I'm just wondering aloud. What if they made like if they made the play-in? Like we're sitting here, we're talking about the season. Obviously, it's like it's over with 27 games left. None of us think they're going to make the play-in, right? None of us think that. Um, if they made the play-in, does it change this conversation at all, or does it actually make it? Is it like worse if they make the play-in? I think what's what does making the play-in even really mean at this point, other than pride? Does, okay, so that's another question. Is it dependent on like what they do in the play-in? If they if they get into the ten seed or the nine seed and they win it, and then well, the fuck it. Let's just say they get into the playoffs. You can look at it either way, right? You can look at it as like, wow, they had this incredible comeback and they did it like last year and this is great. Or you can look at it as like, cool. So you made the play and you're not going to really advance far in the playoffs. You had a golden opportunity to pick higher in the draft, which is where the talent typically lies. Like, what are you doing? I, that's why, again, it, this is now soon going to start turning into more of a wins turning into losses and losses turning into wins conversation, at least just the general discourse. And again, like I don't want to ever be in the lottery again. Right. But it's the sort of mindset where it's like, if you're going to do it and you're going to do it one last time, you might as well go big. You might as well play the younger players. I'm not saying tanking necessarily. Right. Cause again, what does tanking even mean? If you're playing veterans, you're not really going to be tanking. Um, But that sort of thing where it's like you Try to find a mix that works for you. And at the end of the day, you're still rising up and getting more lottery odds. And hopefully they look on in your favor. And if they don't, you trade up. That to me is how you can try to sell people. You're selling them on hope. You're yeah. not winning and you're not, and there's not a ton of hope right now. So that like I'm you just, have to sell one of the two at least. I'm, I'm just saying. None. So right now, realistically, and then we'll keep going with the super chat. Um, Detroit, Orlando, Houston, OKC, Indiana. I'm going to say those are gold, like those are gold plated, like locks. Those are rock solid. Like you're not catching quote unquote, catching those teams. Um, They're five and a half back again, back of Indiana right now. Um, After that, you got San Antonio who you're four games again, behind I'm using behind in the reverse terminology. Sacramento is now trying to win your four games back of them. Portland trying to maybe lose two and a half games back of them. And then you got New Orleans clearly trying to uh, win your game and a half back of them. I think realistically you're looking at in the six to eight range. If you shut, if you shut everything down and you played exclusively the kids, I think, could you get to six? Yeah, you can get to six. I think you could probably get to six. Seven gets you. Seven's probably more likely, but I, I think there's a path. Yeah, to get to I, six, six sure. seven. Fine. Um, that gives you either a 37% chance at the top four or a 32% chance at the top four. So basically, and that's what you want. You want top four. Okay. Um, is it, is top four, is it top four or bust? No, there we'll, we'll have time for draft talk, but like you're going to, there's talent in this draft at like six, seven, eight, um, nine, but like there's your opportunity cost, right? Right there. A third of a chance roughly at getting into the top four, you know, versus, Versus making a run at the play-in, maybe getting in the play-in, maybe winning a game in the play-in. And John, do you remember uh, what good being the seventh best lottery odds did last two years? Did they? Are those the ones that jumped up? They are. Okay. At least, or at least in the three years, two of the three were the ones I think that did it. So it's yeah. not a. It's lucky number seven. Even right. the Zion draft, like the Lakers jumped, the Pelicans jump, and Memphis jumped. Yep. You know. Yeah, it's a crapshoot. Um, okay, Daniel Shapiro. Sorry, this took so long to get to. These issues can be tied to taking Obi over Halliburton because they didn't expect Randall's emergence. 
The lineup, Randall's money, no point guard, decreased Obi's value. All true. No disagreement to any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, hashtag free, free Obi. Um, I enjoy peace. Need to hear from Leon. Agree with Jeremy. Thanks, guys. Thank you for the uh, contribution. And I agree. We're not going to hear from him, by the way. Uh, Dan Hidalgo. Am I wrong to think the youth movement begins anyways and the vets were only being played to maintain their trade value? I, I look, here's the reason why that's not the case. You're not going to see Kemba Walker, Alec Burks, Nerland Noel glued to the bench tonight. Might you see a slow transition out of those guys? Yes. Maybe a rest day here, a rest day there, this, that, and the other thing. It's not going to be instant. So it's not like that was the only reason. Was it a part of the reason? I would imagine so. Um, yeah. Uh, Sean O'Rourke, what's going on, man? Whiffing on Frank and Knox continues to haunt this franchise. I mean, it's, it's Donovan Mitchell and uh, Pick of Bridges, you know, or if you want to go the Shea, the Shea Gilders Alexander route, that's fine too. Right? Is there any more to that? Because I actually have something that I've yeah, had uh, real quick. Missing so badly on those picks has hurt us more than anything else in the last five years. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing, right? The Knicks before last year had what? Seven straight losing seasons. And then they made the playoffs and now they're losing again, which would be eight out of nine years being losing years. Let's look at the pick situations, right? Two of those mm-hmm. years, the Knicks did not have a first round pick. One was due to the Mellow trade. The other was due to Bargnani. Two of them were whiffs with Frank and Knox. So we're looking at Kristaps Porzingis, who was just traded for Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. Um, and then it's RJ Barrett. And then it's Obi Toppin and Emmanuel Quickly. If you look at the bigger trades that went down, they, for the most part, overwhelming most part, were guys that were drafted there or drafted and instantly traded, right? Like DeMontis Sabonis. He wasn't drafted by the Pacers, but he went to Oklahoma City on draft day for Ibaka. And then he went to Paul, he went to Indiana for Paul George. And where did Ibaka come from? He was a draft pick by OKC. Same thing with Paul George. He was a draft pick that Indiana hit on. And that is the point. The Knicks are playing catch up more than almost any other team. The other team I would say that is behind them is Dallas because Dallas has hit on maybe two picks since 2000. Mm-hmm. And it had just happened in the same year with Luka Doncic and Jalen Brunson. So that's the problem is that like Made up for it pretty well. Exactly. Like when we talk about point guards, when we talk about draft picks, the like we can say that the Knicks inactivity is a big problem. And it is because it absolutely is. Right. But we're also kind of putting our own years of baggage on a front office mm-hmm. that has had only one and a half years of work. And I think that's that's what we have to remember is there well, is a had, separation. They've, I'm not saying they haven't had time, right? But in year one, they made the yeah, playoffs. No, it's, in it's year a two, year it's and been a half. disappointment. That's, that's fair. And, right, because he started in March 1st of 2020, I mean, 2020, and then there was a pandemic. It, and it's, they couldn't it's, really do anything. It's the whole... But they've had two full cycles. Free agency, draft, trade, free agency, right. draft, now trade. So I understand. It's, it's, yeah. it's not an excuse. It's the point being is that he's absolutely correct in that the Knicks have not been able to do much because of the fact that they have had nothing to work with from the year 2013, 2014, all the way through as recently as the 2018 first round. And that's a huge problem. And if like what teams are successful when they can't have even one hit, uh, you can say Christoph Sporzingis, but what did he bring back? Dennis Smith Jr. Where 
not a good pick. Well, I mean, that Two was their first hit. round picks where one you've punted and uh, or one you punted and then turned into um, Cam Reddish, essentially, whatever it is, however you want to say it, maybe it's going to grab, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then one that's coming up in the future. It's just it's really hard to play catch up. And then you spend money to try to catch up and then you get similar deals and circumstances like we're in right now. And it's just time. And that's why it's so important. Like Rosas, the reason I think he's consulting as well is he did a really nice job with development and not every pick was great, but he had some real success, you know, finding guys that weren't just in the top of the lottery. It's, it's manage. It's the margins as John, you've said frequently, how do you do all of that? Right. It's the margin moves. It's hitting on your draft picks growing over time. And then boom. But that's why I just feel like when I hear, I'm not saying this is the case here, but right. Like when I hear about, Oh my God, the Knicks need a point guard. Yeah, they absolutely do. But we're we're not like, it's not like this front office has had 20 years, 15 years, however many years you want to say it um, of not bringing in that guy. Give them, give them time. Uh, Parish. Yeah. Parish Duggar. Tibbs won't coach the kids up. So what's the point? I mean, I I think Tibbs has a type, Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens um, down the stretch. Um, I know I keep saying it, but I I don't really know how else to say it. We'll see what happens down the stretch because a lot of this is going to, there's going to have more context, you know, added to it as these games continue. Um, Anthony C. So what happens when Derek Rose comes back? Does Grimes get taken out of the rotation? Mm. Cam has no shot at being in it. Um, Well, Grimes is not getting taken out of any rotation. No, Quentin Grimes is going to be playing lots of basketball, Moving forward, I think, all right, we could, we could have a very quick rotation conversation. Now I would say Nerland's given his injury stuff um, is he'll be out at some point. He'll be shut down and then you'll get, you know, Sims, which again, that's fine. I don't like, I'm not, I don't really care about Jericho Sims that much. Um, Fournier, I think, is the likeliest to continue playing, especially since he does have an extra couple of years on his contract or an extra year in his contract over the other guys. The big ones for me are are Burks and, and Kemba. And really Kemba. It's really Kemba, right? It's Kemba. If we're if we're really coming getting down to it, it's Kemba. And if they keep playing Kemba and if they keep trotting Kemba out there, I just just get to the point where he turns from Kemba Walker into Kemba Walker's expiring contract and then move on from there. Um it, it did not work. It has not worked. It looks terrible. I mean, I was looking at the um the numbers the the other day, like or I think I wrote it in the newsletter. They've almost over two thirds of their season, the two thirds worth of the minutes of this season have been played without Kemba Walker. And they have a borderline top 10 net rating in those. Again, it's like 1800 minutes or something like that. Um, It hasn't worked, you know, just go move on. That's the big thing. I don't really have anything else. I I think it's fair. You know, I mean, but here's the other factor, right? So we've, seen 55 games tonight will be game 56 there will be 59 before the the uh all-star break so quick math tells us 23 games down the stretch how many of those games is derrick rose going to be logging significant minutes how many are he how many back-to-backs are there um seeing one two yeah but we shouldn't even three four back to like why do we even like there's an art but but this is my point in that Derek Rose will be back in the rotation, but he yeah. needs time to come back. He's not going to play in both of these games. Yeah. Like, there will be minutes and opportunities. It's how Tibbs, you know, does it. Like you could make the argument for tonight, for example, where 
like I wouldn't be surprised if RJ is out until after the All Star break and he comes back and that's reasonable time. That's reasonable. And then like you could say, wow, well, you know, it took RJ Barrett getting injured for the Knicks to actually do something with Cam Radish. Yeah, it did. That sucks, a hundred percent. But if there's a silver lining to take from it, it's that hopefully Cam Radish gets more minutes, and that's what that's what people want, right? It's to see the younger guys. You want all of them, but RJ has been progressing to the point where and it's like, cool, we know that he's getting there. We don't know a lot of that for some of the other players. It's good for them to get these minutes. And the other part of it is Obi, who we haven't really mentioned, and, and obviously he's tied to Randall. And I would not be shocked if they shut down Randall at some point. Is that going to happen? With I, I don't think that's... I think that's our last 10 games of the season type of thing. Myself. Um, but but they we'll have, see. It will be after they are eliminated from playoff contention. And because again, there's still, they still want to win. And there's still that Randall bonus, 65 games and making the playoffs. Oh, yeah. That's something he's going to strive yeah, for. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're not going to, they're not, not going to, if they, if they tried to not give him money, that would look really bad. It would look really from bad. his perspective. So he'll keep playing until then. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, slacker hero, zero positive assets in all the guys they signed this offseason. Not a great sign, in my opinion, that they couldn't move off anyone without trading picks away. Again, I, I, I don't know. We don't know about Burks. I think we could feel pretty confident that none of the other guys were positive assets. Um, but yeah, it's a bad sign. That's what we said last night. That's what we said to open the show today. <laughs> Um, my daughter is very upset about that. Dan Hidalgo. What's going on, Dan? Just to thank you for making the season bearable. Um, I, I don't know that. I mean, did we make the season bearable? I hope so. I appreciate I that so. regardless. They're yeah. saying we did. Yeah. Um, Ian just tweeted out a little video uh, about if the Spencer Dinwiddie trade makes it more likely that the Knicks um, may end up with Jalen Brunson this summer. And he says it's a matter of what Dallas is comfortable spending on Brunson. Um, because, again, like right now, like here's the thing. They didn't clear space today, right? Does that mean the like, like if they want Jalen Brunson, it, it is really what it does come down to what they want to pay Jalen Brunson. Because if they have to include a second or something to move off of money to sign Brunson, then you're looking at it like we're trading for Jalen Brunson, right? That's essentially what it becomes. So I I think the reason why they may not have been willing to do that today and why they may be waiting for the offseason 
is because of a potential lack of certainty, right? Like they may like, unless they, unless Jalen Brunson has like flat out told them, you know, I'm, I'm coming, um, you know, but again, you never know shit, shit happens. Um, yeah, it does. And yeah. I, as I'm looking this up for just context of what's going on, um, for next year, right. You know I mean? The Mavs are going to want to retain a lot of these guys, but there's a bit of a problem, right? It's that there's a lot of money that they have to spend and luxury taxes and all of that. And now you just got two contracts in um, Dinwiddie and Bertans that are arguably harder to move than Porzingis. Um, David Hughes, when you say shut down the vets, I'm guessing Gibson and Walker, but what are you guys wanting Tibbs to do with Rose, Randall, Fournier, Burks, and Noel? So we just talked about that a little bit. Burks is another guy we should spend a minute on. Um, like, I after the All-Star break, I think that, there, again, there's a good argument that either Burks or Fournier should take every, like, one of them should be out every game, you know, because that's the only way that you are making time for Grimes and Cam, unless I've unless I've missed something. And then the guy that we haven't really mentioned is Deuce, because then if Rose comes back, if quickly, if like, are they going to, here's the other thing. If you shut down Walker, does quickly go into the starting five? Does McBride go into the starting five? Does Rose go into the start? Like there's lots of different combinations and permutations, but like, again, it's not going to be like, all right, you're shut down for the season. I think it's going to be more selective rest days to start. And then they go from there. But again, it all starts with Walker. Like it just, that's the big one. Sean Ford. Here's what I'll say. The Knicks have to choose between Obi, Mitch and Randall. These are three of our five best players. I, I don't know that I'd call Obi one of their five best players today. Maybe he is. Maybe he's not. I, I don't know that we could say that, but maybe he is. All three certainly can't play together and playing two together present issues need to decide. Um, I I don't know. What, do you guys have any thoughts on that? I, I'm, I, I think it's like it's OK to have a rotation. Um, it, it, you can't start all three together. I think that's what you mean to say. But it, it, I think all three can be on the same team. Yeah, I think so. But again, is the sort of thing that will work itself out over time. Exactly. Yeah, you don't you don't make a move to make a move because you're like these these guys can't all be on the same. Like you you they, again be opportunistic. I'm gonna assume Sean meant three of our best front court players. No, I think said, he meant three of our best five players. So Obi Obi is better than R.J. Barrett after what we've seen this year. No, I'm, not, I think, like, putting, no. I'm not putting that on you guys. No, three of our five best. So I think he probably, I think there are, I think it, it, it is a reasonable stance to say that the next five best players are Randall, Mitch, RJ, in some order, Rose, Fournier. Listen, if someone wanted to be like, I think Obi Toppin is better than Evan Fournier. I, listen, I'm not going to sit here and vehemently argue otherwise. I'm not going to vehemently, vehemently argue otherwise either because it's just, that's like the, least entertaining argument in the history of arguments, maybe, but I, I, I like Obi's potential. Let's put some respect on RJ Barrett's name, please. Oh, no, I don't think he was wanna, suggesting that. That's um, I'm just, that's why I'm reading yeah. it. I'm thinking it's more of a best front nah, court player thing. Um, Bronx boy 71. This season's issues are mostly on Tibbs. I would respectfully disagree. His offense hasn't been used. Uh, the, hasn't used the vets. Well, and he doesn't want to play the kids because it takes a lot to coach young players. He has been awful. I, again, I would just say, like, go look at San Antonio. Go look at the minutes distributions in San Antonio. There's been a ton of nights this year where, like, Devin Vassell isn't getting any time. You know, Devin Vassell picked right by, by Obi Toppin. They're, they're kind of outright tanking. 
you know, and they're not playing the kids. Like you're not going to find a coach other than in a situation like Oklahoma city, where they literally, literally don't have any veterans on the team. You're not going to find an NBA coach. That's going to throw kids out there and let them all play. Um, other than David Fisdale and he lost his job because nobody respected him for the reason for that very reason. Um, I'm not, I, I think it takes a lot to bring young players along. I don't think it necessarily take, takes a lot to, you know, it does take some patience. I think Tibbs had a lot of patience with Obi Toppin last year myself. That's my two cents, but I'm sure people would disagree. And then as far as the offense, I mean, again, I think the offensive issues have more to do with personnel than, than coaching. But again, I'm sure there are people who disagree. Abe, Jeremy, kiss of death, saying the Knicks being um, able to move up because of what happens the last few years. Now we drop four spots. Thanks. Oh, yeah. But, you know, again, if you're if you're up higher, if you're six and you drop four spots to 10th, like you can get back up there. It's a lot easier than going from even further back to up. But uh, yeah, true. Probably. Listen, it's not like anything I've said in the past has helped the Knicks in the draft lottery. So um, Huzju says legit worried. The vets are going to play the whole year. So annoyed. It's fair to be worried. Mm-hmm. It's fair to be worried. There's um, legit no reason for Kemba to play there. I can't think of one. None. None, none whatsoever. Uh, Yvonne Omar. Oh, my goodness. I feel bad. Well, at least I have a lot of coffee left. Thank you, John, for the suggestion. This is coming from. Um, oh, my goodness. This is someone from like halfway around the world um, that is watching us. Shout out to you. Um, and thank you to KFS for allowing an old man far away from being close, far away from being close to his beloved Knicks. Um, hashtag New York forever. Uh, I hope the coffee tastes good, at least. That's all I'm going to say. Um, it's I think it's like three thirty in the morning where he is or four in the Yeah, it's a little after three thirty in the morning. That's, Shout out to that's you, dedication. Yeah. Everyone else who's it's definitely super Yvonne. Early. It's Yvonne, by the way. It's definitely it's not Ivan. Ivan. Did I say Is Yvonne? I, yeah, you're oh. pronouncing it like the one of the uh the Senate, the Congresswoman, uh, Elon Omar. I think that's oh. what you're doing. Is am I? That yeah, was not regardless. Ivan or Yvonne, thank you for tuning in wherever you are. Right yes, now. we appreciate it. Uh Jessica's back with some more. Thank you so much again, Jessica. Um, um she is definitely with me on not wanting to watch these vets play another minute. Jeremy's right. Leon should speak. He should. He should speak. I want to say that very clearly. He should speak. Yep. Going to be more critical of Tibbs going forward, especially after RJ's injury. Let's go, kids. The RJ injury, again, I said it after the game. I'll say it again. It was a. It was an abomination that he was in the game. Mm-hmm. It was an absolute abomination. Um, especially since he took out vets. Like, he took out Randall and Fournier and... Someone else, like uh, right before that, it was it's, it was ridiculous. Yeah, but you're like three, four point plays and another bucket away from time. From you know, there you go. I so. just I just wish he would have. I mean, he'll never do this, but I wish he would have owned it on the press conference and just be like, "That was my my fault. I should have taken him out earlier." Um, we're lucky it's not worse. Um, Kevin Danishevsky says, "I know this is unlikely, but what happens if Kemba comes out with another player?" of the weak type performance and Rose gets back. Do they take out Emmanuel quickly? I mean, look, first of all, Kemba's not going to worry about that. <laughs> not going to worry about that. Gotta give um, him another 27 days off before that can happen. I <laughs> man, is there, it's actually just better quickly? for packaging him this summer. Like, Hey, look at the guy who won player of the week twice mm-hmm. last yeah. year. How we many players have, have done that? Yeah. Um, they're not taking out quickly out of the rotation. I'd be shocked. Um, Robert I... Cross. You you think there's a possibility? At this point, 
the way they quickly like, like our conversation on Sunday aside, like you're right. Quickly has been bad lately. And if another vet, not only a vet, but like the vet that Tibbs will be his, will like be in his wedding. Or if Tibbs has a wedding one day, Derek Rose will be his best man. Yeah. Like Derek Rose will play over Emmanuel quickly if it's one or the other. And that's where, if you're going process by elimination, he took Dennis Smith Jr. out of rotation. He took Kevin Knox out of rotation. He took Deuce McBride out of the rotation. I'm not putting it past him to take Emmanuel quickly, a struggling Emmanuel quickly out of the rotation, which yeah. I'm not saying no, I, I'm predicting it. I'm saying I don't take it off the table. There's know? no, but there's no reason for it. Ah, Robert Cross. Right now, I'm the rooftop. I am on the rooftop of my building here in sunny San Diego as a lifelong Knicks fan. Tell me why I shouldn't jump. Hashtag 51 wins. Here's why you shouldn't jump. Um, I, I think if you if you want to see the glasses half half full, I think you want to still give credit to a front office that while they have not had the best year, is competent and kind of knows what they're doing. A little bit learning on the fly. I think you want to look at a team that Obi over Halliburton aside seems to know what it's doing in the draft. And I think you want to look at RJ Barrett. I think you want to look at Quentin Grimes. I think you want to look at Mitchell Robinson. I think you want to look at again flexibility coming up. And then you want to look at it's still New York. And there's you're it's you're gonna start to see rumors. You know, and I know people are sick and fucking tired of that because it's been rumors for 15 years. It feels like Um, we'll see if it's different this time. You know, we'll see if the fact that the organization seems to at least have the respect of people around the league to a certain extent makes a difference. That's what you're hoping for. Yeah, it's different. Punk balls. (laughs) Right. Or that. I mean, again, it's it's probably closer to. It's probably closer to the buildup to trading for Carmelo Anthony without it being that much of a haul for, do you know what I mean? Like, like to me, that whole, the, the process was a bit more flawed learning from that, trying to navigate. Cause again, the biggest thing that I had that was of issue with uh, trading with Carmelo Anthony, it's fine to trade some of the young players. It's fine to trade picks. Just make sure that the picks are trading are, you know, you've coverage. The Knicks now have coverage. They can yes. find ways to create assets. And this summer, you know, you hope that they can keep doing that. So stuck in the mud, you can get pulled out of it. Um, it's really not quite as bad as it feels like right now. It definitely feels crappy no, and it should. It's never as bad as it feels. No, right? I mean, again, in the moment, half yeah. the roster is under the age of 24. Got yeah. more picks than you're than you probably have ever had beforehand. I mean, other than the the fact that they traded one of those picks for camera. And we'll you see create them. You can do things from there. Uh, Ryan Huang, is there a good argument that trading away value to move off of a bad contract is a net value in the long run, which when it comes to developing the kids, you could play and develop the kids and shut guys down. I am never going to be a believer in trading a pick to get off a guy unless you absolutely have to. And they did not have to today. That's just bad business. That's that's Steve Mills stuff. They did and they didn't. Like, that's where I go back and forth on. Is it better to just get these players out of here so you can have time or can you just take the more appropriate approach, which is just shut at least one of these players down, like shut Kemba Walker down. I don't like the idea of Alec Burke starting his point guard, but at least it opens up a spot at the wing where you have a bit more of a log jam. Like I'd, I'd be fine seeing Emmanuel quickly start. I'd be happy to see Deuce McBride start. 
there's going to be there's going to be at least one or two murky situations at best. Yep. But at least solving one or two of the others, then you start to get somewhere and you see progress in other areas. Andrew, what's up? To Jeremy's point, all of the frustration today goes away if we see a lineup of like IQ, Grimes, Randall, Mitch, and RJ like consistently. Kevin Burks gets shut down. Noel gets shut down. And they do go toward a more of a youth movement. And you could say, listen, the the deals didn't work out or this, the run we wanted to go on didn't work out. So we're going to go in a different direction the second half of the year. But all of this goes away. The frustration, the fear that we're going to be watching Kemba and Burks play 20 yep. to 30 minutes a night. If yep. they do that, it's just I, I do not have confidence that is what they're going to do. You know, you know, it's going to be fun if they play the vets and they like win um, again. Well, let's think about just. I know we keep saying, like, think about last year and this year is not last year, but no, Derek Rose came back from COVID and no, three, a week later was the night game, the beginning of the nine game winning streak. Watch Derek Rose come back. And it's more like exactly like 2014 where the Knicks went on that winning streak mm-hmm. that made us think they were close to a play playoff spot. And they missed it. I mean, by one look game. at Julius Randall, how well he's been doing. Right. It Randall, is quickly. It gets high. Yeah. yeah. It's like a macrocosm, if you want to use that, of mm-hmm. of, of the fake comeback, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like, look, you you could we could sit here and talk about if there's uh, Rose didn't get hurt, then their record instead of being twenty four and thirty one is twenty eight and twenty seven, something like that. I think that's reasonable to expect. Um, it's not twenty eight and twenty seven; it's twenty four mm-hmm. and thirty one. You know. It, this is what it is. Uh, Hannibal Miles asks if we think they focus too much on looking for one trade to include Kemba Burks and Noel and ended up with nothing instead of focusing on trading one player, i.e. just getting it rid of Kemba. I, there, I, if they had found a trade to trade all three of those guys in one trade, probably would have done it. <laughs> yeah, no, there, there was no trade out there that was realistic. It was always going to be, I think, two guys of the two of those three or maybe Fournier. Um, I think the bigger part of confusion is like, okay, let's assume they couldn't find the trade with two of them. Was there no trade for Burks? That's the big one. I think that's the one that everybody coming away from today is like, you couldn't move Burks, couldn't find a way, a place to, to, to send Burks. You know, um, Robert Cross is back. First time, long time, John. I'm impressed with the relative calm demeanor in this room. My Marvel equivalent is Bruce Banner. Hashtag Hulk smash, hashtag 51 wins. Um, oh, so this is like Bruce Banner now as opposed to the Hulk. Mm. Yeah. Maybe people okay. are just tired from yelling and screaming the last few days. I don't know. Um, Parrish Duggar, Tibbs DNA is to play vets means a top six draft pick. Uh, oh, so you're saying playing stealth vets tank is, is stealth tank. The there you go. Maybe. I mean, Maybe that's why he's, he's still there. What? You, you, Andrew, you think just, if, if that's the plan, then I'll be, I'll, I'll hate watching it, but if it leads to like the six best lottery odds. I, I again sign me up for the six best lottery odds. Uh, Manny Campos, kids need to play. Their value is artificially deflated because they only play 15 minutes. Hey, I think there's a there's an. I'm not saying I buy into this, but there is an argument that less is more when you have incomplete players and you run those players out there for 10, 15 minutes a night um, against backups and in situations where they're likely to succeed. I think there's an argument that like, and here's the other part of it. It's like, okay, well. If they can play 25 minutes and look good, well, theoretically, if they play 25, 30, 35 minutes and look good, they'd be helping your team. Um, so 
do we think that they don't know a player who will help their team when they see it? Maybe. Although Quentin Grimes played 30 minutes a night a lot. And like it, they seem to be willing to do that. Um, and we've seen everybody else kind of struggle when given more time. Um, so I don't know. Um, okay. Matt from the land down under. <laughs> Enjoy the stream. Uh, hold on. His comment went away. I'm going to go get it again. I got you. Glad you've been hitting the gym, Jeremy. You're about to put up MVP numbers with the cap or no caps you will make for next season. Yeah, or it'll crush me to death. Yeah. <laughs> Either way. Doing it, doing it all over again <laughs> next year. There you go. Giddy up. Uh, Dean Price says, Oregon KFS supporter. What's hey, going on, nice. Dean? How you doing? Thanks for supporting us from afar. And will be in attendance on Saturday. Um, I would say I hope you get to see a win, but I don't know if that's the priority anymore. <laughs> we, as as we, someone who said one and three, I, I hope for a win. So, Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, they, maybe they win tonight. Play. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Sure. With the with the Dallas moves, do y'all think that the Brunson dream is dead? Uh, no, the the Brunson dream was never going to die today. I'm honestly more encouraged based on the fact that they just yeah. did it for Spencer Dinwiddie. Me too. Like, they were willing to trade Kristaps Porzingis to get Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. I feel better about it. Yeah. I would have felt even better if the Knicks had cleared salary, but as we've talked, there are ways for them to do that. Um, and that's something that we will absolutely be exploring come this offseason. Um, forgotten NYC says I am sad. We are. Same. We're all sad. Yeah. We're all sad. We're sad on in multiple meetings of that word. The, key, they, the main word in the chat has been a little little Tom Brady today. They're deflated. Deflated. So, yeah. yeah. It's it was deflating nice. day. Um, it's amazing how many of New York's what, trade deadline, free agency, um, draft have been deflating. So pretty much all of them since Leon. Yeah, I'd argue draft night got fun. I know like they didn't make 19. They didn't make 21, but I think there was a lot of anger. It was deflated. But the the moment you realized, oh, they got a pick back for the guy they already wanted. And if you walked away with Grimes, Deuce and Sims at 19, 21 and 34, it's fair. You would have been fine. You walked away with those three players with later with extra draft compensation. I thought uh, it was hilarious. So I had a really good time about it where it's like, oh, <laughs> I was laughing. I was laughing my ass off. Okay. Yeah. And it's like 21. They're not picking yeah. again. That's great. You yeah. know, so I, I, I have no problem with it. I thought yeah. it was uh, Daniel Shapiro is, is this something we were talking about before? If we knew they would properly adjust the roster to maximize youth and development in the back half, would we really care about a quiet deadline? No, not at all. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. Um, that would be responsible management. We'll see if they do it. Uh, Abdullah Diallo. It's not that deeper. We're not, or it's not that deep. We're not paying to erase our mistakes. Play the kids more, get a high pick, keep Randall and wait for a star while being decent. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's the front office's plan. I think. Yeah. Minus the play the kids part. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And listen, we talked about the fact that we think they will make a move at the right time for a star. Like you could make an argument that not doing well this year gives them more ammo to get said star moving forward. You could, you could. And then, and that's the thing, right? Like you give up less because you're getting more by accruing value with this pick. Like that is something else you could probably sell people on. But here's the thing, right? If you trade the pick, like if they made a trade for that player this year, then people would be much more comfortable with it. I'm sure if you 
take a pick in the top 10 of this year's draft and then you trade it, people will be crushed. Why? Because people don't care as much about draft picks. They care about the players. And if you don't believe me, look at how Cam Reddish was treated Ah. in the last week. No one really cared about the pick that was used to get Cam Reddish for the most part. People are caring about Cam Reddish and the fact that he was even in the rumor mill. So maybe it's for the best that the Knicks don't even make this pick if it's getting someone that's a star. Um, So who knows? um, Berman has something on the bottom of his most recent article. The Knicks gauged many options in recent days, including deals for CJ McCollum, Norm Powell, Harrison Barnes, Jalen Brunson, Terrence Ross, and Pacers injured center Miles Turner, but came up empty. So they decided not to sell low. So none of those names are basically cap clearing types of deals. Those are all guys you give up assets for. And it sounds like the Knicks were trying to get a decent player on the cheap and couldn't get a decent player on the cheap. And like, like. like you're saying, if they're not expiring contracts, then they were comfortable operating over the cap yeah. and doing what needs to be done to send out salary this summer. Um, Lunas and Marat. Imagine, have to imagine there's a lot of the front office who are way more frustrated than us about the vets' kids' minutes. Wonder if Leon ever gets to the point where he tells Tibbs to fix it. I mean, we're going to find out, right? I think. Very soon. We're going to find out. Let's put it this uh, way. If, if the young players are playing, it's not because it's Tom Thibodeau's decision. I would agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Uh, Robert Cross is back for more. Cullets, please. Didn't jump. Me. Good. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Robert. Glad he didn't jump. Please tell me how I should be satiated by 13 second round picks over the rest of the decade. Long time listener. Hashtag 51 wins. Oh, God. He's got nothing. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what do you want me to say? It's, it's ammo. Picks, it's ammo. Like, it's ammo. Use them in various ways. Uh, but a lot of times second round picks are just, you know, cheap lottery tickets. You hope they turn out really well, like Mitchell Robinson. Um, but they more often than not turn into your Clean Anthony Earlies of the world. It's just the way it goes. You hope for better, but I, like, I don't know. You could tell me they draft a generational superstar like Jokic in the second round or that they just get players who do nothing for them. And I believe you either way. Um, Colin Reardon says F Tibbs got RJ hurt just like Butler and Rose back in the day. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't I, think he it, got RJ hurt, but he is the one who has to own it. Yeah. Um, yeah. B- Blood of the Panda, taking a page out of Leon Rose's book, turning off my phone, ignoring <laughs> the scorched earth and spending time caring for those that care for me. That is the best comment of the day. Self-care yes. is great and, and genuine care. That's yeah. beautiful. Dom Cappuccini. I'm not surprised. No moves. No one wanted what we were selling. Not even for seconds. Damn Skippy. Are you guys as worried as I that Tibbs won't play mm-hmm. the kids soon? Yeah. I mean, let's let's go through on a scale of one to ten. How worried are you guys that he will not play? And what's soon? Well, actually, no. Let's say this. How worried are you that he will not play the kids at a point in which you get really frustrated? Uh, one to ten, ten being like very the most the most worried that he will not play the kids to the point where you get very frustrated. I mean, probably a nine. Yeah, okay. maybe. Well, like, I don't want to say ten, there. but yeah. like probably a nine. That's the closest I'd get. Yeah, I'm like, I, a, I'm at nine. I think I'd argue most of us are there right now. Yeah. I'm like, I'm at a, I'm at a six. A Calm, six. cool, collected. Uh, someone's gotta yeah. be, you know, I don't know. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> we're finishing up Forgotten NYC. Positive note. Ah, positive. I'm happy to finally get closure on the Porzingis trade. We should spend a minute on this. I would often have nightmares of KP and former Knicks winning rings with Luca. Um, they traded that contract for, I think, Russell Westbrook's the worst contract in the NBA, even as a what will become an expiring deal this summer. I don't think there's any question about that at this point. John Wall is probably second. Um, again, even though it expires in, in a year and a half. Michael Porter Jr. I don't. I, couldn't. Couldn't you convince some desperate franchise to to actually give up an asset to take that on? I thought you were mm. saying like worse, not untradeable contract. Like you're giving two. They give two hundred million dollars to a guy that has, well has like a broken back. That's I like one of the worst possible sports injuries. Okay, fine. Put him in the conversation. Spencer Dinwiddie is has to be in the conversation, given how he's played this year, and given that I know the last year actually next two years are not fully guaranteed, but if he plays in enough games, they are guaranteed. And he's like, it's not a low, it's not a, um, it's 50 games. Like he's going to play 50 games. That contract was an atrocity. And as far as contracts under $20 million, you could absolutely, and it's an easy case to make that Davis, Davis pretends is the worst contract in the league that is under $20 million annually. And that is what they got. And they sent a pick. I, I just, what do you say? You know? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what to say. Uh, it was a failure on their part, hundred percent a failure. And here's why: they traded for a lanky seven foot three player who is anemic and does not want to play the five, knowing that he had torn his ACL. They're comfortable trading their own picks for him, future picks, a protected pick that then locks up their future years, getting him maxing him, pairing them with the superstar that is Luka Doncic, saying, we'll figure it out. They took on Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract as a result. And then they got leveraged into paying Tim Hardaway Jr. another time because of the fact that if they let him walk, then they would be in a worse spot because how are they going to be able to do anything? They tried to retool the entire roster, right? They can't draft. They have not been able to draft efficiently, as I said. Two good picks since the year 2000. Like, Chris Persianen has lived to see two good picks in his lifetime from the <laughs> Dallas Mavericks. That is terrible. Um, let's see again, free agency. They did not do well. The whole DeAndre Jordan thing was a nightmare. Uh, then they did get him and he was awful. Uh, let's see what else uh, trading. They, I mean, there's a fact that when a, a, a student at Seth Wharton, Curry for Seth right, Curry, for student Josh at Wharton was saying to Mark Cuban, like, do you, would you still make this trade with Josh Richardson for Seth Curry? And Mark Cuban said, I hate you. Next question. Like every move that they have made has been setting them back and they changed the franchise over. They get someone new to come to uh, this team in, um, in Nico, who, who used to be with Nike, uh, Nico Harrison, I want to say is his last name. And they are retooling the roster with their own vision and their vision does not include that of a, you know, player who's going to miss maybe half of a season. And the fact is that Mark Cuban is very, he sticks to his guns a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, and he's gotten burned in so many different directions. And I'm sure it was really hard for him to trade Kristaps Porzingis because it means admitting failure. It means that you have potentially irreparably damaged your opportunity with one of the best players in the game because of Kristaps Porzingis, which is also why I go back to, if you want to trade for a star, use another team's picks. The Mavs have learned that the hard way. 
us as Knicks fans, we have learned that the hard way with the Mello trade yeah. going back to the fact where I was saying whiffing on the picks and not even having picks that you could even whiff on. Yeah. Like, they set up Luka Doncic's entire time in Dallas to fail. And they're getting very close to it being entering the danger zone even more. So you could even argue that they've already entered it. Well, he, he he's not going to wait. Like, again, we always talk about who's going to be the first guy. Like if Luca, you know, three years out is like, okay, I'm done. That's enough. All right. Um, what do you think? They're going to even your play. child agrees with that. <laughs> All right. Which means I, we have to finish up. Uh, you Shen Zhu, Assuming we're operating over the cap, do you expect them to extend Mitch before the offseason? Well, that's the next uh, very so good thought. We haven't we haven't talked about Mitch today. The fact that they did not trade him, I would assume, I would assume means they're not terribly worried about losing him for nothing because they could have moved on from him today and gotten something of value. I don't know what the something is. I don't. They could have they could have used Mitch to attain something that they wanted. They did not do that. They would not have done that if they are at least maybe it does. Maybe he's not here long term. Um, I'm not saying that he is, but they are. I think they feel pretty good about the fact that, like, again, when push comes to shove, they're going to get something for him. You want to talk about if if they ever let if he ever walked for nothing. Barring like I, I can't even fathom what if they ever let him walk for nothing, that would be by far the biggest nail in the coffin of this yes. front office and their abilities which goes without saying no defense. Um, and then Josh, AKA a uncle. Just, can I jump in quickly yes, on sure, that? Sure. Uh, yeah, with I'm Detroit, sorry. the fact that they traded for Bagley, that also would imply that they're maybe not looking to steal Mitch away. He's maybe. got a high cap hold, even if they sign Bagley and like they could do it, sign Bagley, close his cap hold and then sure. go for Mitch. I just am skeptical that he will. I think that if you're the Knicks, you can afford to play the market, right? Like Orlando has their own situation. Um, San Antonio seems committed to Pirtle. Yeah, but you can't fuck it up. You can't. You absolutely can't. You have to lock it down. I, But I do agree that you could hypothetically extend him. And if you're operating over the cap, it makes total sense to do that. Um, Josh, a.k.a. Uncle Uncle Fulio. Uncle Trading of Ulio, right? Uncle of Ulio? Uncle Uncle, Uncle Fulio. Uncle Fulio. I, I think it's Uncle Fulio. Trading the vets to make room for extended youth minutes is idiotic. The yeah. front office is sticking to the plan, remaining flexible, building through the draft. I hope so. Uh, Abdullah Diallo. Knicks fan PTSD is real. We would have given up our pinky toe four years ago to be where they are now. That's that's a fact. Yeah. Sky is not falling. We shouldn't pretend that it is. I don't think I, I hope we're not coming off as like the sky is falling. But uh, again, I think for. You know, it, 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 you get your hopes up and then you want good things and then the good things don't maybe happen. And then it's like, what the fuck? Deflating. Um, yeah, it's the defl- it, deflating is the word. Deflating is the word. Um, hey, you know who's still here? And hopefully he's going to be back before we know it. RJ Barrett. Um, nomadic Knicks fan. First time, long time. Thanks for everything you all do. Thank you for chiming in and for your contribution. Question. Do or can we bring Rokas over with our open 15th man spot to see how he does? Absolutely, they can. They're not 100%. going to. They're not they going could. to, but they can. They can yeah. if they want to. I do not believe they will. And, and honestly, again, there's no rush. He's, he's getting time over there. You have a great, you actually have a great situation. You have yeah. a wonderful situation. He's playing meaningful minutes for a team that I understand is like, aren't they like competing for something over there? Isn't it like they are? He's getting significant minutes. We already have a log jam here, but the most important thing is you want Rokas Yakabitis to be here? Cool. 
Here's how he signs. You sign him to a two-year minimum contract. And one of those years is the rest of this year. This year. So you're basically signing Rokas to a one-year contract and then you have to pay him again. So easier to just not gonna they're not gonna do it. Um you could sign him into an exception uh this offseason or whatever you're gonna do. Uh, adult donkeys, very grateful. The legend continues. I, just, I love that name. Um, post-game live streams are going to get dark. Yes, they are. <laughs> the Knicks can't hurt me anymore, but it's fun watching new fans get hurt. Well, that's good that they can't hurt you anymore. I, I, I like that. Um, and Kenneth Hart, uh, love you guys. And what you do with Rose coming back, where does Grimes, Deuce and Cam fit into this rotation? This feels like a significant step back. Um, all right. That's a good place to end. Um, where do they fit into the rotation? I think here's your, here's my idea. Let's, let's end by giving our idea, our ideal rotations. Mm. Um, starting point guard, Deuce McBride, starting shooting guard, RJ Barrett. Um, I don't think they're going to shut Fournier down anytime soon. And I don't think they're going to shut Randall down anytime soon. I think those guys are going to play moving forward. And at some point they'll get shut down and then that'll be cool. Um, and then Mitch at starting center and then backups, um, and then so then here's your here's your log jam. It's it's essentially the, it's the cam question again because if it's Rose playing, then it's Rose quickly Grimes Ob, um, and then a traditional backup five whether it's Sims or or Noel, um, are they so they're really gonna have to start resting Rose really or you rest Rose or you rest Fournier because if you're if you're resting only one of them. Right. If you're resting only one of them, that's fine, because then quick quickly could slide over to the backup point guard. Mm. If you're resting Fournier, Grimes moves up into the starting rotation. You play game with the backups. So to get what we want, essentially, no Kemba, no Burks, and no either Fournier or Rose. Did I get that? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I guess for me, it'd be Deuce, Fournier, RJ, Randall, Mitch. You get a Did mix I? of what you need. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty much what you said. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the back, the, the, you know, the bench unit would be Rose, Quickly, Cam, Obi, and Jericho. But then you're leaving out Grimes. And how realistic is it that Burks is not going to be there? And of course, Grimes is going to play. So yeah. it was Quickly the one who's now losing minutes. Um, and that's why you then go to the idea of it's a lot easier to start like maybe you're starting Derek Rose and you're bringing quickly off the bench. Um, but, the, but Tibbs doesn't love to do that. So maybe you're starting quickly because I would love to see Deuce play, but time is on Deuce's side. It's not as much on quickly side. Uh, I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean that in like quickly was a first round pick. You've had him for a year and a half. You want to keep working on him. Deuce, he's a rookie. You, you can still have him play G league and dominate there. He needs better competition, but like to me, I'd rather see quickly get minutes than deuce. I know I just listed deuce first. No, Um, but but, I think the guy you're really keying in on is cam. That's it. So then it kind of like, even though that would be my ideal, I know it's not going to happen. And in that case, that's why I would shift quickly up and then do something like quickly and Fournier and them. And then Grimes and cam in the backcourt or, you know, off the bench. All right. We have somehow gone over time on a day when the Knicks did (laughs) Nothing. 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 They did nothing. You know why we've gone overtime though? Why? Because of our viewers asking yes. great questions and sticking thank with you. us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That. Thank you everybody out there. This was really a lot of fun. Um, Andrew, anything before we get out? 
three things. One, um, we had as much as 1,200 people, to Jeremy's point, watching at a certain point. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. As far as the reaction from today, tonight is the draft for the All-Star teams in which Kevin Durant is a captain. So if you're looking for some entertainment tonight, him figuring out whether to take James Harden on his team and whether that doesn't what to do with Joel Embiid, who now has James Harden on his team, might be interesting. Uh, so that's something to watch. And then there was one more thing. Oh, John, we now can watch Luka Doncic and be not conflicted by it. I can root for him, which we were saying on Patreon all year. That oh, you, you I, I'm, I'm next year. I'm not oh, rooting for I'm, him next I'm year. I'm rooting for that situation this, to this year. burn. Uh, well, oh, okay. Never I don't want no, no. Are you I don't want the Mavs to do anything. I want Jalen Brunson on the Knicks. I want next year's pick oh, to be okay. the 11th pick overall. And then I want them, you know, they could then from there, I don't care as much because they're kind of drifting off on their own. Let me uh, rephrase. Let me see, rephrase. But then the path to rooting for Luka Doncic with no conflictions whatsoever is just a year and a half away. Now that Porzingis is no longer on the team. I can, I can get behind that. Sure. Yes. Fine. Uh, Jessica with one last comment. Cheer up everyone. Maybe they'll have a 1994 nugget style run. Probably not, but anything could happen. Thanks guys. You're welcome. And you're right. Probably not. Uh, last one from Jessica. Cheer up everyone. Maybe I they'll just, have it. Just <laughs> <read that. laughs> so, Oh shit. Get Sorry. off your phone. Literally I just read that. <laughs> I was looking, I was looking at a tweet that I thought was relevant. It yeah. was not relevant. I want to make sure we don't forget it before we. You're, before you're, we correct. Oh, you're correct. By the way, uh, so last one from Jessica. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the John, worst. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day, Jeremy, as well. This was my busy day, and now I got to go talk about Remember the Titans. Um, so if you want to check out thank Final you, Jessica. Review, yes. If you want to go <laughs> check out Final Review, go ahead. Uh, but yeah, as always, guys, this misery loves company. And I know a lot of us are deflated, miserable, upset, sad today, but doing it together with, with all of you on here makes it easier. So hold on. We got one more from Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) That's the new Matt. That's the new Matt Damon joke with Jimmy Kimmel. Just one more from, (laughs) from Jessica before we go. All right. Uh, peace out everybody. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.